0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite best supporting actresses.
1: My name is Nick Kachanov and I am not leaving my flat. And my name is Colin Drucker and I I don't I don't even know what to say. I just <laughs> I am so overwhelmed by this movie. <laughs>
0: I know. I know. Oh my gosh, when I finished it I was just telling Colin, I'm in North Carolina right now with Keon and a friend of ours who's in in transit from moving to Florida to Pittsburgh. More on that later. But I finished the movie and they're like, How was it? And I was like, I I don't know. Yeah. I mean it like it just leaves you Not speechless, but yeah, I I, I don't know how to describe this movie to someone who's looking to see it, I guess, is the best way.
1: Yeah, I think it just leaves you is an interesting way to to put it, though. I thought that was a, it's actually kind of appropriate, Is it just leaves you, Um, and yet it also just stays with you. And of course, uh, we are talking about The Father. Oh my Uh, gosh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We, you know, you may have heard on previous episodes, we were waiting for The Father to come out. We cannot disclose our sources. We cannot disclose <laughs> our uh, opportunities that were presented to us. All we can we say... called up Olivia. Yeah, I said Olivia. I said Liv. Live, live. Listen, <laughs> Liv, listen, Liv. You... Oh, oh, is this Liv's assistant? Oh, hi. could you put Olivia on the phone? No, she, it's Colin. Yes. It's fine. It's Colin and Nick. Yeah, best friend podcast. Yes. We know. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, we were given an opportunity to see the father and. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, you know, little Carol Burnett ear tug. Thank you. uh, If the person who presented the opportunity is listening. Uh, And I, yeah, I, um, this was, this movie was so so much more than I was expecting. And uh, like, it is, it is very hard to kind of, like, I can't imagine recapping the father. You know? Yes, yes. It's virtually impossible. Yeah, yes. Like, the whole point of the movie... For so
0: many reasons. ...is that yeah. you
1: you can't... You have no idea what happens in the father by the end of the father. And you're not... And, and And that you're supposed to feel this way. Like, that was what really I was not expecting. I was expecting, okay, here's a story that... Yeah, in some forms, we may have seen before about an aging parent and you know the adult children, you know the responsibility of taking care of the adult parent. And I think in my mind, I was expecting, um, I was expecting a movie that would have the trailer, a trailer with that like um, with that Paul Simon song. Remember, I sent you that the the Shining recut trailer is like. Oh a, yes, 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 I yes. was expecting a movie like that. With, like, oh, and then there's the nurse who comes in and makes a connection with him. You know what I mean? Like, I was expecting maybe something not heartwarming, but, like, more linear. (laughs) Yeah. And instead, the movie is, I mean, I, I guess this is a spoiler. It's weird to say this is a spoiler because you don't know what happens in this movie. But, like, the whole intent of the movie is, by the end, for you to feel the same way that Anthony feels, Um, as someone with, uh, dementia that you don't know what the fuck was real. Like it's, it was very jarring. There were moments where I was like, oh, I don't like this. (laughs) Yeah. There were moments
0: where I like screamed. (laughs) I was like, I was like, what? It's, it's like, um, I said to myself too, it was almost like this, it's not a horror movie by any means, but it has that sort of like, I imagine this is what Get Out feels like, Mm -hmm, you know what I mean? mm -hmm. I have still not seen it because I'm a terrible person. I will. Oh, it's it's Um, good. But I feel like it has those sort of moments, those twists and um, like there's no violence or anything like that, but the psychological games that are being played and like it made me want to immediately go back and watch it and try to put the pieces together, especially with the, with both of the apartments, because that was the first thing that I noticed Mm -hmm. was the kitchen. And it really like, it's almost like you're in a maze and you cannot find your way. And just when you think you're on, you're making headway, they pull the rug out Mm -hmm. from beneath you. It was incredible. I do not know how this Florian Zeller was not nominated for best director. Because yeah this was a play that was adapted for the screen, which is all like <clears throat> immediately just like kind of hard to do. It's two different like mediums that mm-hmm. you're trying to combine. And
1: I thought it was executed like beautifully. Yeah. I, mean, I, I I was just in awe. I agree. You know, it's when I saw in the opening credits that it was based on a play, I thought immediately it's kind of like when we when we did the bad seed, where like immediately you keep thinking of like, oh, what was the stage version of this scene? Or how did they do this on stage? And and you know, and there were moments, certainly there's elements of the father like, oh, yeah, I could see how this was a stage play. But yes. And I and it just made it made me wonder, like, did they do some of the like, were there surprising yeah, set changes? I love to see it. Yeah. Yes. Because yes, yes. it's it is like that. That really snuck up on me where it's like, wait a minute. The kitchen looks different and they don't. There isn't like a telegraphed moment of like, bottom bum, look, it's a new kitchen. Yes. You just suddenly yes. realize, oh wait, that's not the kitchen he was in, but it's the same apartment. And, uh, and it's I think that was <clears throat> I mean, it was just so incredible. And I and I feel like I mean I'm I think in some ways the things that the movie could do that I don't think it could do on stage may be more powerful in giving you that sense of, like, disorientation and that sense of, like, I don't know what my reality is. Like, I think some of the movie tricks kind of supported that, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I still don't know who Laura is. Mm. I mean, I, I know who Laura is, but I still, like, that young... I guess it's just representing his his daughter. I, it's yeah. There's so many... The more I think about it, the more I fall in love with this movie. of, of Just, like, how... I, I love that we were surprised by this in like mm-hmm. the most like bonkers way because this is not the movie that I signed up for, but at the same time like I loved it. Yeah, I can't wait to show it to people. I I although like albeit it is a very hard watch in some circumstances too. like if you are like eventually we will all have to take care of our parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just inevitable. And it is something that is like a universal idea that is is really difficult. And especially when um, when your parent has, you know, Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, but this, so there's that, like trigger warning for that. If you're going through that at the moment, you might not want to watch this. Yeah. But at the same time, um, it's, it's an incredible film. A film, yeah. I'll call it.
1: Oh, yeah. This is more than a movie. This is a film. Yeah. <laughs> this was, I, I, yeah, it was so much more. It was just, yeah, it was so much more of an experience than I thought. I thought it was just going to be kind of like a a sort of like top shelf version of something we might see done as a TV movie, you know, or we see as a, a plot line on a show, you know, like it's, you know, I've seen my mom go through variations of this narrative with her parents. Yes, I've seen this yes, on yes. TV a number of times. Like it's, it's. I think what's so, what's also kind of incredible about this is the story itself, the plot itself is not fresh. Like it is, uh, it has been done, you know, both, you know, in fiction and reality many times over. Yeah. And so to be able to make this, make this narrative feel like a movie, I, like an experience I've never had before with a movie, you know, like I've, I, yes. I, I've never been made to feel so confused And, like, on purpose and so meticulously, you know, like, to feel confused but also understand that that's the point and to then, like, be continuously told, like, stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to figure it out. Like, you're never going to figure it out. And to never be given that opportunity that by the end you have no idea, you know, even though we see things, like – From Anne's perspective, we see parts of her narrative. Even those things might not be real. We don't know if she goes to Paris. Yeah. We don't know if any of that's real.
0: I was trying to figure that out the whole time. I was like, is he in the nursing home the whole time? Right? Like, I.
1: That's what I I was thinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I think too, especially with like, uh, what is his name? Paul. Not the not the husband from like there's like I call him like the handsome husband. Oh and yes, like the other guy who's like handsome enough, but like yeah, um, there's like curly haired husband. There's yeah, there's <laughs>
1: there's Rufus Sewell who plays yes. uh, Paul, and then there's Mark Gattis who, who's just there in the credit go. as the man, but yes, he man. appears as like multiple different people, you know, to Anthony throughout the movie. Um, I
0: think the scare the most scared I was is when. Um, the guy Mark who uh who played basically like the other husband showed up at the nursing home at the end. Mm-hmm. I was like, No, I, know. I bet you those slaps are real, and that made me so sad. Oh, made me so sad. I, I could that that was hard. I was, was wondering was that so too were
1: those slaps real, and was it Paul? Was it it was it in the nursing home? Was it a memory of something that happened before he went in the nursing home? Like. Yes. Did it ever happen? Was it just were the slaps just kind of a manifestation of an emotional experience? You know, like it's all these questions. Yeah, and it was so good, so oh. good. Uh, and and actually, and I even thought that uh, his that character, I thought it was going to end up being Anthony himself at a younger age. Like I was oh, expecting that, that. Cool. And, then, and so it was like because and I thought oh, even you know because it gets to that point at the end, and we'll talk about the end. I don't even know if I can talk about the ending, but uh, <sighs> when he's like, you know, who am I? I don't know who I am, and I was like, oh god, that's the worst of all. Oh yes, like I mean, I, I, it, <laughs> I obviously we're here to talk about Olivia Coleman, but if we, but I am also very much here to talk about Anthony Hopkins.
0: Uh, yes, your text is. I want that on <laughs> the tote <bag. laughs> Anthony Hopkins is a queen. A queen. but l- honestly, that was like that's the best way to describe it. It is the best male performance I've ever seen in my. Oh life. my god! Like, I, mm-hmm. uh, without question, it is a. Sh- I should almost. I should. I shouldn't say it's a shame that Chadwick Boseman is winning this year because he deserves it as well. But like, Lord, if there was an opportunity for like a tie, right? It's, oh God. Yeah. I was like, Anthony
1: Hopkins. I was just in awe of him. Yeah. And it's not, because my expectation was, okay, it's Anthony Hopkins. He doesn't have to do much to, 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 you know, kind of earn the paycheck. You know, like he's a great actor. And so I expected, I kind of expected what, you know, okay, it's going to be Anthony Hopkins. He's going to be old and he's going to be, you know, forgetful and mean sometimes. But, you know. It'll be fine. I'm probably going to be... I'll probably think, oh, yeah, he was good, and he's being nominated because it's Anthony Hopkins in a, in a you know, kind of... Uh, in a sort of Oscar Beatty, Oscar Beatty role. Yeah, yeah, Oscar mm-hmm. Beatty kind of yeah, role. Yeah. Oh, so wrong. I, I completely forgot he was acting. I completely forgot yes. he was acting. And yes. it was so... Oh, my God, he was so good. And that ending, that last scene, when he has that meltdown, I was like, this is... Mm-hmm. Like it was it was, oh my god. I think it's it, next level. It, was, it is next level acting. Oh yeah. Oh He's it's incredible. Like the Marion
0: Cotillard of, uh-huh. of of male performances. Yeah. Like it is it is one for the history books and I am I wanna watch it again just for him. I, I rewatched some scenes yesterday because mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes just to watch, like I could see this. I could see how this could play out on stage too is I call it like the aperitivo uh, scene where he's like Uh tap dancing Mm -hmm. and then just like turns on everyone. Yeah, And he's like, and you just don't, it's perfect casting because he is equal parts charming Mm -hmm. and like a lovable man. And then when he is vicious, he is vicious. Like the roar that he has that doesn't really, you know, there's not really a screaming scene, but like he, he says, you know, I'm not leaving my flat. A couple times, mm-hmm. but I, I'm I'm
1: terrified of him. At the same time, it's so perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, people obviously go right to the sort of the the Hannibal Lecter quality that sure. comes out. Right. Yes. and it's yes. fair because it's like that is such a creepy performance, and he he summons that Hannibal Lecter energy without it feeling like oh look Anthony's doing Hannibal. Uh, it's it, like it still felt singular. I still felt like, actually this doesn't feel like Hannibal Lecter. This feels like Anthony Hopkins and the father. Like this is its own yes. point of reference, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that scene, oh my God, I love that scene because like the three of them are just like, like, they're each doing incredible work. I like. I love that scene. I just, yes. Poor Laura. She had no
0: idea what was coming. Uh, Um, I, the whole time I'm just like, stop laughing at him, mm -hmm. stop laughing at him, Mm. but it's, it's intentional. And it's like, it builds this like suspense. It is. Yeah. I could do like a three part episode on this. I know. I know. I could,
1: I mean, as much as I, I wouldn't be able to recap it the way you'd recap something like plot wise. I would, because it was, it's just every scene. Um, Let's, now, let's talk about Olivia. I mean, well we got a lot yes. to say, but I feel like... Uh, I'm going to let you start. I know you're excited. I yeah. am. I, I am a little excited. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, this was kind of my, like, I had, even before I'd seen it, I was like, this is my yeah, vote we for, both. yeah, like, give her mm-hmm. the award. It's, you know, it's such an interesting supporting actress role because it teeters on the edge of lead actress, you know, like, yeah. he's very much the lead of the movie, but it's not like she's in three scenes. Like she is very much, you know, uh, in almost the entire movie as well. And so, um, I feel like because of that, like the size of the role, it's like, it's more, there's less of like moments. Like I would say in general in this movie, there aren't like these big moments. There aren't like these big, like, oh, that's when she'd win it kind of moments. You don't get a full meltdown from her. But after this, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm just like this woman is a phenomenon. I don't know how, like, what she can do with a frown is, <laughs> oh, the way she
0: munches on her frown, uh-huh. like just kind of, uh huh, tosses it from side to side because that's the same scene. that, the that yes! evil scene. That's that when if, he makes her cry, if there was yes.
1: a moment, that was that moment when he. Gets in her face and says, "I will outlive you." And then, yeah, she starts like you just see like her eyes kind of bulge and the tears well up and the frown just like oh, I didn't I didn't know a human being could frown that hard and yeah and the, and you're know, kind of like her lip kind of, yeah she's like munching on the frown. Um, that was like when that happened. I was like, oh my god, like how you're like oh my god, like. I think moments like that um, are, like, always fascinating to watch because it's, like, such intense emotional acting between two mm-hmm. really powerful actors. I keep thinking, like, what is the what is the meta of this feel like? Like, with these moments of, like, Olivia Coleman and Anthony Hopkins, like, having an emotional scene together. Like, that's, like, I think that's just so fascinating, you know? Like, it's watching, like, two people who are just so good at what they're doing like, creating something together. Like, it it goes beyond watching a scene in a movie, and it's, like, watching actors create a scene in a movie, you know?
0: Yeah, I imagine, although it's probably incredibly difficult, that it would be made easier because of how great Anthony is and Mm -hmm. how, like, terrifying and just cruel he is in that moment, too. But it doesn't give her much time to sort of prepare for that, like, from what we see on the camera. You know, he starts, he, like, takes the turn, so to speak, and starts pacing around the room with Mm -hmm. his little monologue, and then... The next thing you know, he's kind of like almost in her face, you know, yeah. and just kind of letting her know I'm going to outlive you. The way that he says that, and oh god, it is. I I will say too, it's like, did I want a big explosion? Like, did I want like furniture being tossed across the room? Yes, of course, of course. I, I, yeah. because that's where Olivia shines. Mm-hmm. You know, like for me, the
1: most. You know, I wanted
0: like a broad church sort of uh-huh, yell. Uh-huh.
1: Um, what Olivia is able to do. In that, like in that scene, for example, like what's so interesting about it is as he kind of gets in her face and says, "I will not live you," like we do see, as you say, like this very quick transition. Like we see the emotion mm-hmm. kind of come over her, and it's like that was fascinating because it was just like, "Oh whoa, oh we're seeing her process this right now as if it's real," and and it's and it's somebody starting to break in a way that we're not used to seeing. Like I feel like she holds it all in. And yet, and that kind of makes it more intense, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes there's that, like, it's that buildup of emotions and trying to not cry that's actually more powerful than crying. Yes. And I just, like, I don't know, like, the, I, I kept thinking, like, God, it's so, like, economical. Like, she's doing, quote, unquote, so little, and yet it's doing so much, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, this is definitely like all about the nuance. It's all about the face journeys. It's Mm -hmm. all about these sort of micro moments that it within this character. And there, there's one thing I can't remember if it was when she's pouring the drinks in that scene, when Anthony is telling Laura, um you know, my other daughter was my favorite daughter. Mm-hmm. And the way her like back sort of tenses, is just like this slight shoulder thing. <laughs> yep. I was like, Olivia Coleman. <laughs> Did you just back is... act? <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, should we add it to the list? Back acting? back acting? I mean, it was it was something. The way that it just like, it, I was like, I, I know that was intentional. It had to have been. Mm-hmm. And, and there's still those little like shining lights of Olivia Coleman, like the way that um, Laura says, like he's actually quite charming. And she's like, oh, Not always. Yeah. And then she kind of just like, like that, that like toothy smile of hers that like, (laughs) we've come so familiar. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's just like, well, not always. Yeah. It was, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's, it's all there. And like, I think one of the, it's interesting that you said that, um, I mean, it's, it's so restrained because like right now my mom is going through this right now. My, my grandma Mm -hmm. um, is, is, she just had like a lot of surgeries lately. She's 80. She's, she's still with it. um, But it's just like, you give so much of yourself to this that like, it is, it's draining because of that too. And you just don't have any choice because Mm -hmm. it's like your, it's like your parents. It's like, you you have to do something. You have to take care of them. So the fact that like, and you also like, don't have the right to, or you think you don't have the right to complain about it because it's like, well, they provided for me, I'm providing to them. And that's like what my mom is going through. And She's had, like, quite a few breakdowns on her own and, like, on the phone with me, too. and Because she's just tired. Yeah. She's tired emotionally. She's tired physically. It's, like, there's so much energy that is put into taking care of your parents at that age, too. So it just adds up perfectly.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I was thinking, because, yeah, you know, my mom, my more so with my grandmother. You know, my grandfather passed away. And then my grandmother, uh, you know, she had had a stroke years ago. So, like, physically she would started to decline. But then uh eventually she went into a nursing home and then mentally she started to decline and uh mm-hmm. and it's like and there's a part of me that's like oh like wanting to tell my mom like oh you should see this movie it's incredible but it's also like as you said towards the beginning of this episode like uh also this might be too real and like might be too much but like uh yeah. it's but it is it was really hard to watch and like the thing i think my my mom said very often was like i I just needed to be able to put my head on the pillow at night and know that I did everything I could have done, you know, and like, and to know that I didn't like, you know, because my mom has like, you know, five siblings and one passed away. And so there's the four others and like some were more engaged than others in taking care of their parents. And I think it was like, uh, it was, I think it, it might've been like, it's interesting how this movie handled the idea of like siblings because there's either the narrative of, like, there's no other siblings to take care of the parents, like in the father, or there's the narrative of, like, yes, there's other siblings, but, you know, uh, that creates its own stories of, like, there's the sibling that, you know, kind of flees the scene, and there's the one that, you know, uh, is involved but doesn't know what they're doing and is trying to take control. Like, there's a lot of kind of classic tropes there. And um, I, I liked the choice to just have it be about, like, well, Anne's the only one, you know? Uh, because I think it's like that it's everything you said. It's like you, you don't have a choice and you don't think you're allowed to complain about it. And, and I love that they even show that scene of whatever version of reality where she like strangles him in his sleep. I mean, like, Oh yes. Like you can't, like there is, I think there is, there is some truth to the emotions of that, of like, I just can't do this anymore. You know? Uh, and uh it just yeah it was watching her navigate that I mean that was kind of the upside of of her being kind of the supporting lead role is like you would also get those moments of her just like standing by the sink kind of frozen just staring out the window like I think that's very real of like I just I just can't go back in that room right now you know just give me a minute (laughs) yeah yeah right I just can I just have a minute um Yeah.
0: I mean, how many times have we, you know, cried over a broken mug in the kitchen? Mm. I love that they like that. That's what it is. It's like if you're having like a terrible day, like emotionally or whatever, like if you stub your toe on the side of your bed, it's all over. You know, it only takes one little thing like that. And she's just doing dishes at the end of the night and puts a mug down and it you know, it shatters on the floor and she in turn shatters with it. Yeah. But I could watch that scene all day. Oh yeah. I was like, like, yes,
1: this crumble, crumble. Yeah. I could just watch like a (laughs) compilation. I mean, I love, I mean, that is definitely a thing. Is like the, the straw that breaks the actress's back, you know, moments is like what makes the character break. And, uh, I love that. I also loved, there was another moment, um, Earlier in the movie, it's kind of like the first scene between Anne and Anthony and it's towards the end, and he's, you know, at one point, he says, he starts talking about Lucy, and he says, and where is your sister? And it cuts to Anne, and she, it's, it's an interesting, like, four-second scene of her just, like, you don't know what it is, but you know that he's referred to some, he's, he's referencing yes. someone who's no you longer here. Something.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And
1: it made me think of, like, the the emotional reaction she had there. It made me think of Sandy Dennis at the top of the stairs and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. <sighs> yes. That, like, oh, you just, like, took on something, but you're not going to respond to it, you know? Yeah, because she's not, like, how... Has she
0: ever reminded him right? that she passed away? Like, is this something that she herself just can't do anymore? Like, there's so many... I, gosh, I would love, like, a behind-the-scenes, just, like, interview with both of them. Oh, or yeah. Just like, I, I just want to see them laughing and having a good, because I'm sure they did. I'm, like, it, they probably worked as hard as they played.
1: Oh, yeah, because I feel like there's, I mean, and we kind of see bits of that in the movie. Like, I feel like there's one point towards the end before Laura, but Laura appearing as Olivia Williams shows up at the end, and uh they're having breakfast and talking about she's saying oh yeah you really did a number on her yesterday you you know told her that you could dance and he said oh yeah you know uh i didn't know i could tap dance until that moment and then like he says oh hidden talents and they both have a little laugh and i was like oh this is so nice like it made me think oh good like there's some you know, there's some moments of joy here, you know? Um, so I'd like to believe that, you know, once the camera's cut, they could, you know, Olivia and Anthony could just have some banter, you know, like they could just kind of like have a cup of tea and, and, and and get out of the funk, you know?
0: Yeah. Just get out of that world. It's, oh gosh, I, I don't even know where to go from here. I know we're talking about Olivia still. I, I, I'm thinking of, you know, like the scene, you know, the dinner scene mm-hmm. and her just sort of like reacting to, because the, the other part of this too, especially that guy, I'm, I keep saying that guy, I'm sorry. He's, he's the curly head husband. Oh, Paul
1: one. Rufus Sewell. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, that he he's meant to be sort of like this obstacle because, you know, it's, it's like your relationships suffer is what I'm mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Your mm-hmm. marriage suffers and he is not patient with the situation at all. He only sees sort of like one way out of it, which is like putting him in a home so they don't have to deal with it. But it's, it's not that, you know, black and white, especially when it is your own father. Um, because you think you can do it. And I, I think that that's like what I'm seeing my mom do now mm-hmm. is like, it requires, like, 24-7 care, like, and, and that's something that, like, no human can really offer, you know, even, like, especially when you're in your, like, 50s and borderline 60s, and I, I don't know how old Olivia is made to be in this movie, but, um, just kind of navigating that and trying to, it, that's another scene where she has to keep it together, but she's also, I love how she chooses the way, she's like, you're being very, sarcastic right now Mm -hmm. it's like she doesn't want to like yell at him in front of her father it's all very fascinating to watch
1: i love in that scene after um anthony goes to anthony goes to his room and then you know, uh, Paul is, I think, kind of just really laying it out that, like, you know, he needs to be in a home. Like, he like this isn't sustainable. Yes. And, and she says, you know, why are you saying this to me now? And tomorrow morning we've got this girl starting. But her voice breaks on starting. And it's like, Ooh. girl, start. You know, like, and then she just, like, turns away. And I... Oh, my God. I, I watched that, like, four times in a row because it was, like— I missed that
0: one. Oh, it's— I'll have to go back. I'll have to go back. It is I remember it.
1: such a micro moment, but it was, like, mm-hmm. to me, that was, like— This is, a, again, this is a conversation we've seen in movies and TV shows before and, and even have seen in real life. And this, you know, nuance matters. Put it on a sheet cake, you know? But, like, yes. this is where nuance matters because the fact that she, like, broke on the on the end of that sentence, like— elevated this. I don't know. You know, like, am I crazy? Like, is that... Am I, am I making too much of nothing? Like, it's... <laughs> if it, I am, then the entire thesis counts. of my life is over, you know? But... <laughs> no, I think it's, it's
0: saying everything of, like, what could have been said afterwards, you know? She just had mm-hmm. to stop herself. I feel like breaking yeah. is just, like, your body's, your emotions telling you, you need you need to
1: stop here. Yeah, if just, she... Just it, stop. Yeah, if she finished that sentence, then she'd keep going. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I... You know, yeah, I, I think... Broadchurch is a great reference point of, like, what we know Olivia can do. I mean, like, for anyone who, like, is listening, who has not seen Broadchurch, do yourself the biggest favor and watch Broadchurch because you're going to – it's amazing. And the last episode of the first season has, like, quintessential going to a 27. This might even be a 48.
0: Like, she – Yeah.
1: It's – like I think I've I've told the story that someone uh, had recommended the show and said, "Oh, just wait, just wait till you get to the, the last episode of the first season." Like, oh, you're gonna really love Olivia then. And I, I think I stood up <laughs> when it <laughs> happened. I think I st- like as like someone watching the, like the the Super Bowl, I like stood up and had my hands on my cheeks.
0: I just. Yeah. yeah, it's like, can you win an Oscar for television? Right. I just don't know. Yeah, retroactively. Because there retroactively. has to be higher. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: every year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, oh my God. I, so with all that being said, I mean, I do want to still uh, kind of see all the other nominees for Best Supporting Actress and really evaluate. But, I mean, there's a part of me that's like does it feel like kind of a quintessential best supporting actress Oscar winning performance? You know, are there moments is there maximizing Mm -hmm. possibilities and minimized, you know, uh, opportunities? Maybe not. I, I could see there being other roles that are maybe showier um, or glitzier, but in terms of like, I don't know, like pounds per square inch in terms of like weight, in terms of like that kind of impact, I mean, uh, give her an Oscar every year. Like, yeah, I think it's so easy to like, you know, kind of tongue in cheek hate on Olivia Coleman because of the Oscar win, but it's like, yeah, but she's, she is really that good. Like she's really that good.
0: I know. I know. It's almost like the Merrill effect too. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, Merrill's nominated again. Right. You know, there comes these performances, you know, you know, we could easily give Merrill like four Oscars, you know, Mm -hmm. she might even have five at this point if we were really right honoring that system um uh, yeah it's like i and we're gonna talk about the nominations and the best supporting after show too but i i still think she has my vote Mm -hmm. i'm saying i i i'm really interested in minari i don't necessarily know if that's i feel like we're both gonna love that or at least like really appreciate that performance Mm -hmm. um i I, it's 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 such an interesting race this year Again, but it also keeps us on our toes because we just don't know what is what is to happen, but yeah. I would not be of course I would not be upset if she won for this. I think it would be I would love for her and Anthony both to win right um but uh we don't know what's to come
1: maybe the baftas you know,
0: like I could see that i mean yeah, um also it's very interesting to me how you know the the first headline I see is you know mank leads the the Oscar nomination, mm-hmm. I think they have ten. And followed by Nomadland, who, who has six. The father also has six, Colin. Oh! I do not know why this is something... Because I looked it up last night, just to fact check it, too. I just don't know why this movie is not, like, in those ranks. Because typically, it should have read, like, Nomadland... Um, uh, sorry, Nomadland, Mank, and the father lead Oscar nominations. That's mm-hmm. what the headline should say. But it didn't. And I find that interesting. And I know it's not really out... Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why, maybe. but it's the yeah. same amount of nominations. I just don't know why that's not being included as in, like, you know, people should watch this.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to feel like the father is, like, that. Is like a queen on Drag Race who gets to, like, top four or top three. And you're like, she's not getting the press. She, she's great, but she's not the one who's being, like, back to win. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Uh, she'll come back maybe for all stars, and everyone will realize that she actually was, you know, the best movie or the best queen. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Mank, you know, I'm going to be very honest. I'm going to I'm going to pull a a murder on the Orient Express and I'm just going to watch Amanda Seyfried scenes. Yeah, Um, just uh, do it. You know, fun fact, just a tangent. I was looking at our SoundCloud stats and our most popular episode of all time is that Godforsaken murder on the Orient Express. (gasps) recap.
0: no way it's
1: ridiculous it's ridiculous <laughs> i mean like the hours one is like top three so and dropped it gorgeous okay, is up good. there that's so good. like we're well represented but i'm like why do you people keep listening to that episode we hated that movie yeah. we were in a slump just, that week
0: Ugh! it was like trudging
1: through mud to get through it oh I mean, it was just like god if all the moments were Best supporting podcast to have a have a moment. Yeah, I mean,
0: oh, fine, right? Some it's, Agatha Christie like uh, fan group probably found it and uh, great.
1: Yeah, well, I where where are the Tova Feldsho stands to get our kissing Jessica Stein <laughs> yeah, episode exactly, up there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
0: oh,
1: um, yeah, I
0: mean, I, I'm also surprised. Um, we talked about this like. Um, Florian Zeller not being nominated for um, best director too. It's like I, I mean, all the, the best director category is super exciting. I, I keep like teasing this these Oscar nominations. I should just like, you know, bite my tongue until we're talking about it. But I just really would have loved to have seen that. Like I, I also like again, if there are more than like five directors that deserve it, just open it up to seven. Like, yeah. I just don't know why. I.
1: This was like can no- an exception. This was like Nomadland, where it was like, oh, this movie kind of. Hung in the balance, hung it hung on, on good direction and great editing. Um, the editor yes. was, it the, was nominated for that, too, which yeah. makes sense. And he, the editor, is the director of uh, The Favorite. The, oh, the beautiful, yeah, Yorgos, uh, you know, et cetera, and so forth. And those, yeah. yes, Yorgos yeah, Lanthimos. Exactly. So, you know, I'm gonna look it up, I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him his moment. I'm not gonna butcher his name. Uh, well, I probably will continue to butcher it, but I'll at least say it. Uh, edited by imdb don't do this to me okay you know what we're gonna do if i just google yorgos something tells me <laughs> yorgos lanthimos there you go there we go i've been pronouncing it wrong Congrats, yorgos. uh i mean you go yorgos thing...
0: <laughs> i also want to like i just am obsessed with this uh this flat this apartment and this movie like mm-hmm. it is beyond beautiful and like the like the set de- it's not even like set design but I, i'm assuming this like this apartment actually exists in real life but you never know really because sometimes i feel that like i thought the Shit's creek hotel was like real it is real but like the interior stuff when they would film like mm-hmm. i thought that was inside the and it wasn't and it like right. blew my mind for some reason but um i just love these like long shots down the hallway and like Mm -hmm. just like the like the bigger sort of like metaphors about like time and like losing his watch and like how you know all of the things that that brings and there's so it's like it's an onion and you just peel and peel and peel Mm -hmm. and there are so many layers that you just I, I want to watch it again. I really do. I, I would, like, buy this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm I'm going to uh, when it comes out. Because I do, I want to just kind of, it, it's, not, it's so worth watching again. You do, I think, get so much more out of it once you kind of know the conceit of it. But I think that idea of, like, that long hallway and the door at the end, like, it's that's it's the same in in the memory of his old apartment. It's the same in Anne's apartment. It's the same in the doctor's office. It's the same in the nursing home, and so that's what leads yes. me to think that it that really like in in some way all of all of this that we see is like a jumble of memories of pulling elements of memories, some true, some not like kind of things in and out of context, but like maybe the only real scene is that last scene in the end with Anthony and the nurse.
0: Yeah. I mean the amount of times I've tried to piece together, is this Anthony's apartment or is this Anne's apartment? Like, cause mm-hmm. he says like, I've been living in this flat for 30 years. I'm like, where are they right now? Is that his flat? Mm-hmm. And like how she talks about how he did have a flat close by, but, he had her move in with him, or like, and then. But if his story is like she moved in with him, did I say the same thing twice? Sorry, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, what I mean. he moved in with her. Did, yeah. yeah. But, yes, but
1: then I think the the reality is. I think I'd read the. the um, I think Florian Zeller had said like, "You're not even supposed to know if that's true. Like there there isn't." there isn't some true narrative that you're supposed to figure out of like, okay, what it was, was that he moved in with her and then, you know, she like, he, I think the idea is like, that might not be true either, you know, and that we'll never figure it out because there isn't an answer. And I think that's like, I think that's where this movie just like really fucks with me. Cause it's like, you, you do like the moment when I think a good example of this in the movie is that moment when they're having that, that, argument at the dinner table and then anthony anthony comes back in from the kitchen and it's that same moment of like dad what are you doing just standing there like that was one of those moments where i was like are you kidding me and and it um it really sunk in that feeling of like oh my god this is what it feels like like yes and it it was like i didn't i hated feeling that way i hated feeling like i don't even know what's real right now and uh and, and that you're, that's how you're supposed to feel. You're supposed to feel that way. And I think that like, by the end, I think that last scene in, in his room is so powerful because it's like, it's like, instead of kind of watching that and going, oh gosh, this poor old man, you're like, oh, I feel the same way at this point. You know, like, yeah, it's the same thing of like, I just need someone to tell me what's real. I just need someone to create a narrative for me. And, um... I do want to say that Olivia Williams who we'd seen before in The Sixth Sense um was she played the the wife um who was yes. I think she she was really great in this movie but I think in that last scene what I loved is like she had to do so much like heavy lifting in that last scene you know like yeah. she had the most important you know element of this movie was kind of like guiding Anthony and guiding us into, like, and here's what we're going to do, and here's, and, and, like, we're just going to follow this narrative, you know, like, it doesn't matter what's real or what's not or what you remember, like, this is what we're going to do, and it was a really, in, an interesting kind of um, commentary, I guess, also on, like, caretaking of people with Alzheimer's or dementia, where um, it's, like, Letting go of the larger narrative because all they know is whatever short story they're they're living in right then and there and you just have to go with that narrative Um, And I thought they, they showed that in a very compassionate way, you know
0: yeah, it is. It's like, because he's calling for his mother in that mm-hmm. scene too. It, it's mm-hmm. it's really, it's hard. It's that really was, hard to watch. Oh my
1: God. Oh, like when he starts crying for his mother, I was like,
0: this is. And, and her job in a way is to kind of be that mother role. The way that she like brings him close to like her mm-hmm. shoulder and just says like, there, there, here's what we're going to do. It's it's stuff that like a mother would do for you. Yeah. I mean, as far as just like that warmth and saying like, why don't we go to the park? And then when, when we come back, uh, you can like eat lunch and then if you're feeling well we'll go for another walk. Mm-hmm. And that sounds kind of nice yeah. to be
1: honest. It's like, like the nicest thing that's yeah, I was like, it sounds great in this movie. Yes. And, yeah, he gets a little siesta. It was like I would love a siesta. That sounds really yes. nice. And she calls him baby at one point and that's where it was like yeah, mm-hmm. she's this is she's yeah, she's being his mother right now and yeah. it, it was just that was so powerful. It was just it was incredible. I just I was blown away. I'm like, somebody get him his mother. Right. I just we, wanted to help Right, him. right. Can we get oh, a mother gosh. in here? Yeah. I will
0: say like when that was the part where I gasped probably the loudest is when she comes the next day during breakfast and she mm-hmm. enters the room and it's not young Laura.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was like, no way. Right. Like you're reacting with him. The same reaction he had. I love how he kind of looks in the hallway, just to see if there's anyone else that's, like, behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, it's you. And, like, who is this? Because yeah. we don't know who it is either. But right. we know who it was because of, like, we saw her earlier. Oh, gosh. It is. It's genius. It really is. I was expecting, like, young Laura to show up again mm-hmm. somewhere, maybe within the last 20 minutes. But maybe all she was was just, like, representing his daughter. And that's, like, her, you know, her purpose in this film. Yeah. It's kind of.
1: Yeah, I feel like young Laura, played by Imogen Poots, who was... Great name. Yeah, great name. And, like, she was so good in this. I, I, yes. you know, kind of speaking of Sandy Dennis, she had kind of, like, I would happily see her play Honey and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Like, she had those oh, nuances, yes. you know? But, you know, I, what I loved about her was, like, she, she, in very subtle ways, kind of showed that, like, she knew how to work with people, you know, like Anthony. Like, she... Uh, you know, she's like, Oh, this is a common reaction. No, this is, you know, like she's the way that she works with him, the way that she kind of contends with him, even in that second scene when he's like, Oh, you're, you're talking to me like I'm, you know, like I'm our, word, like, like yes. I'm an R word. Uh, and, and I thought that was also kind of interesting because it's like, well, yeah, that, that does kind of happen is that when people get older and are, you know, kind of in that kind of fragile state, you know, other people talk to them like their children or talk to them like they're you know, uh, yep their mental capacity is slowed down or something. And, uh, and, it, and I could see where someone could have a moment of like, um, I'm, I'm 80. You don't, don't condescend to me. Like, yeah, I, I appreciated seeing that side of it too, but she didn't really ever get shaken by that. Like I loved kind of seeing her be like, okay, all right, fine. You're right. You know, like it was, uh, it was such a nuanced little relationship, but I, I agree. I think the whole, I think whoever he was seeing in those moments was actually Lucy.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh, it was there's there's so many more things to like uncover and just like kind of but it's just like it would just be us being like, remember that one part where he thought the painting was there? And then it wasn't right. There? Right. <laughs> Why don't even like... know what's real? I know. Yeah, um, it, that's that's like kind of what it is.
1: I, I was so funny. I was thinking, of course, naturally, uh, if the father was the mother. And oh, yes. Like, what if this was Judy Dench? you know, oh, or God, Maggie know. Smith uh, or uh, I think, quite, yeah, so I wrote that Judy, Judy Dench or Maggie Smith, which would be incredible. I mm-hmm. don't know if Eileen Atkins is still with us, We're, but, you know, maybe quantum I'm casting, you know, sure, Eileen yeah. Atkins at some point would do this well. More quantum casting, Cicely Tyson, like that would be an interesting, oh, like, Oh,
0: yes. right. I know. And then you could cast a son. I mean, right? it can also be daughter and daughter,
1: but it can also be like a son. Like, I just like oh I think yeah I think that would be like and if it's a gay son I don't think I could even watch it you know? uh, <laughs> right um, <laughs> yes I mean uh, Eileen Atkins is still with us by oh, the way she's in 1934 oh good all right well if she's interested um, yeah I mean what a world where it's Glenn Close you know what I mean oh yes <laughs> I mean what a world where it's Glenn Close playing the father <laughs> As Albert Nobbs. As Knobbs, Albert yeah. Nobbs, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, gosh. And, you know, like, maybe she already did it in August Osage County, but there's a world where Merrill takes this role on. And I, sure. You know, and uh, that would be very interesting to see. Is like, you know, thinking of Merrill and Let Them All Talk and how she kind of aged herself up in that movie. And I thought, huh. Yeah. W- what if that version of Merrill was in this? Um Yeah. So, yeah. I would love to see it. Fantasy casting of the father. Uh... (laughs) It's so
0: great. I can't wait for everyone else to see it. I know we're a little bit ahead of the game um, as far as other listeners catching up. But when you do, it's, it's an experience. Yeah. It really is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really great. And, yeah, just... I think worthy of all the praise that it gets. And apparently like the role was written for Anthony Hopkins. Like the play was written for Anthony Hopkins. Like this was, the intention was always for Anthony to play Anthony and, uh, and I guess even like the music that he listens to in the movie is like some of Anthony Hopkins' favorite music. And so it was like uh, this dream come true to be in a movie with this music, which I loved. Um, I love that. Yeah. Uh, and I guess this was, a, the father was, it was like on Broadway or at least in New York like, a couple years ago with Franklin Langella. And I think he won a Tony for it.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. That would be great.
1: So, uh, So who knows? Maybe there'll be another, maybe this will, you know, inspire another production of it. But. Yeah,
0: just revive it every year with a different, right? Uh, you know, like lady and man. Yeah, <laughs> let
1: this be like Hello Dolly, or it's like let's just get a rotating cast of stars in yeah. here. You know, <laughs> you know Tuesdays Days with yes. <laughs> I don't know whoever. I know. <laughs> Um, tuesdays
0: it's a woman it'll be diane Wiest, yes you know? oh my god <laughs> oh my
1: diane Weest diane Weist. in the great mother Great as the mother yes oh i mean we got we got a t- small taste of it and i care a lot but yes uh, Yeah. yeah we're like who would she call a crock a cunt you know <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly uh well, I, you know, I this this has been. Uh, I'm so glad we got to watch this. A th- very, 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 very huge thank you again to yes, the thank opportunity you. that was presented to us to watch the father. Um, uh, it was. I'm so. I'm so fulfilled. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we have a lot more to say, but I think it's really best supporting after show topics. So I think that yeah. that. Oh, yep. That means we're being played off. Yeah. So you know uh where can folks find more of you
0: they can find more of me every tuesday at the good vanilla podcast which is a very podcast and you can also follow me on instagram and twitter at nick kuchanov how about you colin
1: well you can hear more of me on in the details a celebration of nuance uh you can hear more of me on uh, all right mary queen out on drag race of various iterations uh, you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course you can get more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Twitter at BSA pod. Or you can email us at thebsapod
0: at gmail.com.
1: And, uh, keep your peepers peeled. Cause on Friday we will have our next best supporting after show out where we'll be talking about the Oscar nominations, the BAFTA nominations, some best supporting, you know, there's some BSAs of the week and, uh, Who knows what else? I guess you have to you have to listen and find out. So uh, anyway, um, a huge thank you to Anthony Hopkins and uh, Olivia Coleman and yes, Florian Zeller for
0: just writing and directing this movie. Oh my gosh! Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, You know, cheers to you, Florian, and uh, of course another big special thank you to anyone listening who may have provided us the opportunity to watch The Father. And uh, I think that, as they say... Is that...